Not just cheese and chocolate, a Swinglish podcast about books and other stuff I like. from Switzerland and this is the second episode of my podcast. All music used in this podcast is provided by my husband Rolf. You can contact me via the podcast blog at notjustcheeseandchocolate.wordpress.com where you also find the episode notes and information on all the books I mention. At the end of this episode, we have a special guest. Diane from our English book club will tell two horse stories to make you smile. In this episode, I will talk about my love of horses and horse books. I won't talk about animals in all my episodes and the entire podcast, but they are important to me. I do love animals and cats and horses are probably my favorite animals of them all. When I was young, when I was very young, uh, as a child of three to four years old, a father's friend kept Icelandic horses. So that was my first contact to real horses. And that is where my deep and abiding love for horses started out. There is a picture of me sitting of an Icelandic horse, very young, very small. My legs didn't go over the saddle and I look so fearless in that picture that it amazes me each time I look at it. Because later when I got older, I was a very nervous and fearful child, not at all good at sports and stuff like that. So. It is wonderful to see that at one time in my life, I wasn't fearful at all. So later, when my personality shifted to that more nervous, fearful type, I still loved horses, but my interactions with horses were also linked to fear. And that stayed with me for almost all of my life. But I never lost my love for them. I never lost my interest in them. I continued wanting to have contact to horses, to watch them, to touch them, to be with them, to learn to ride. Sadly, I later learned that I, I'm not one of those talented people that can easily relate to horses that have this natural connection. And also riding is hard for me. But I continued to want it, even though it was often linked to fear for me. I don't know why, I can't really explain it. When I was a child and we moved away from the first place I grew up at, I had no longer easy contact to horses, so I moved to reading books about them. I moved to the fantasies of, you know, all the stories about an untamed, wild, dangerous horse that for the love of a child or of a person will change its attitude and turn into 
a rideable horse. So that grew also into my fantasy. I fought stories out for myself. I wrote stories for myself. They were very bad. I still have some of them. They weren't any good, but they sprung from my deep, deep and abiding love of horses. And so I remember fondly the child I was that tried to connect to that love through books and storytelling. I went to my bookshelf, uh, the part with horse books, mostly books for younger readers, is, is huge. I have packed each shelf double to keep all the horse books in them. And I made a selection to now talk to you about. So one of the first very important books to me was a, a non-fiction book about learning to ride where, with very funny pictures in it where a horse tries to explain how it wants to be treated and teaches you how to ride. The title in English is Happy Horsemanship and it was written by Dorothy Henderson Pinch probably a British author. I love that book. I read it so many times that it's falling apart. The pictures are really funny. And my idea as a child was that if I read it enough, if I learned it all by heart, I would, the next time I could sit on a horse, I would be able to ride it. Uh, that turned out not to be true, but still it was a lovely book. Very traditional, of course, no new horsemanship ideas in it, but still a lot of explanation how horses are and how you treat them so that nothing happens, that you're both safe and happy. Uh, another book that was very influential to me is King of the Wind by Margaret Henry. Margaret Henry is that author who wrote about famous horses or examples of certain horses of a breed to teach children about horses. I think she's an American author. I've never researched that, but she has written many, many books. I think her most famous one is about Misty. Uh, King of the Wind is also a well-known one, and it was my first contact to the breed of Arabian horses. It's the story of an Arabian stallion that was imported to Great Britain and was later influential on, on the racehorse, breeding of racehorses. Uh, I think that today we know that it was probably not a, an Arab stallion, but a Berber stallion. But in the story, it is a pure Arabian stallion the godolphin arabian and the story is very touching and i loved i loved pictures i have to look who the illustrator was so his name was wesley dennis i think i've seen his pictures in other horse books and i really loved the, his uh, black and white drawings of the horses very well done if you are like me and you always look at the pictures in books, you know that to draw horses is very difficult. I also know that because I have tried for years as a child to learn how to draw horses 
and I got better at it, but never to my entire satisfaction. And the pictures in that book are just wonderful. Then two books I got as a youth that were very loved by me, that I read many, many times. One is Prairie Wind by Sharon Wagner. This is about a Mustang and a girl. The girl lives on a farm. Her dad hates Mustangs. And she finds a Mustang that is hurt and she keeps, keeps the horse secret, treats its wounds and later brings it home. The dad tries to shoot the horse, but she protects it with her body and finally uh, succeeds with the horse in a competition somewhere and proves that a Mustang can be a riding horse. The ending of the story is lovely because uh, there's an accident and the way the horse takes care of its rider proves to everyone how attached it is to the girl. Then there is uh, a book by Mel Ellis, The Wild Horse Killers, it's called. Uh, in German, it was called Nach Westen Mustang. I, I prefer that title. This was a, a book about another girl, of course, and also about Mustangs. But here it's slightly different, maybe more realistic even. It's about uh, the way that Mustangs at times were chased to make dog food out of them. And this girl wants to protect a herd of Mustangs and bring them to a safe place where they are protected. I don't remember if it's, it's to another state that she wants to bring them. But anyhow, she saddles a horse and follows the herd and brings them to that place where they are safe. The book is, is kind of in, it's not entirely in diary style, but it has this driven narration, kind of short, but I could easily put myself into the story. The adventure is harrowing, some of the horses die on the way, and the responsibility she takes on is really huge. And in the be beginning of the story, there is another confrontation between a daughter and her dad. Here it's a dad who does not accept that his daughter is capable of doing things that a young man could, and she has to fight him over her decision. Even if she's a girl, she knows she can do this and she needs to do this. And so she has to leave him even if he doesn't agree with her action. Then also by an American author, I have read many other books by him. His name is Ralph Moody and this is the book Come on Seabiscuit. And it's not the book that the movie Seabiscuit is based on. It's a book for younger readers and it's the horse is more in the center of the story than it is in the famous movie about the same horse. This is about a racehorse that has existed. Seabiscuit is a famous horse that won races. And the special thing about him is that he was not really that talented for his job. Also, when he was a young horse, he was treated badly so that he could have lost his will to race, but he didn't. The special thing about that horse was that he really 
learned to use his energy and his body in an optimal way so that he could win races even against horses that were by nature better than him. So it's about a horse with, with a big heart and with a lot of courage that wins races. A series that has taught me a lot about horses, but also about writing, is the series by Tina Kaspari about Bille und Zottel. Those books are German and they have, of course, never been translated to English. The special thing about this series is that it's very long running. It has many, many, many volumes. It's about a young girl that uh, takes on caring for a pony that has worked at the circus and was rescued from uh, abusive owners. And this is total, of course. She helps at the stable of a big uh, breeding farm where they breed uh, and train jumping horses. I'm not sure that they're called jumping horses, but they jump over jumps, you know. That's not a sport that I personally follow. But at the time when those books started out, that was probably the biggest competitive sport with horses in Germany. So they set the book in that scene. And she learns how to ride with that pony and later has other horses, many friendships with other riding children. And the, the thing that really amazed me about the books was how the author was able to ride so many different horses. Each horse has its own character, its own personality. I remember that one of the schooling horses that is imported in the first books later dies because it's grown old and dies. I cried my heart out for that horse. And it's not one of the main characters. It's not one of the horses owned by one of the children that make up the cast of the series. It's just a schooling horse that from time to time was mentioned. And still it was so touching when we lost him that I remember that impressed me how Tina Kaspari was able to paint those horses so realistically because I have tried writing horse stories and you know when I wrote horses it was just like they were wild and had a special color and were of course very beautiful but I had no idea how to make them real to give them a personality and she really could do that also the series while having sad and touching moments is really funny because Zottel is a, a very funny horse that does tricks and is always hungry. So they have always to find him because he gets loose and finds food somewhere. And they have to protect him because, you know, horses can't eat everything. It can kill them. So you follow that pair and her other horses. And the interesting thing is also because the series is so long running, that the training methods have changed so much between the start of the series and now that you see that when you read all the stories, you see the change in training methods and Bille also changed from jumping to other sports because they became more interesting to the 
public at the time. So it's a series that changed over time. I read the books to my son when he was young and we had a great time with them. They hold up. Then two books that are for slightly older readers, even adult readers. One is a classic, has also been made into a famous movie. It's called My Friend Flicka. And it is again a parent-child story. Here it is a son. It is about a son and a father who have a conflict over that horse, Flicka. And the son has to prove himself a man through taming that very special horse. I loved the book. I think I loved the sequel even more. It's a story about Flicka's son. That was also very moving. I later saw that the same author also write a cowboy romance. So maybe that's why she touched me so much, because she is kind of a romance writer, even if the romance in her first book is between a young man and his mare. Then another one that I read many times and I cried over so much is My Horse Warrior by a Lord Motty Stone. That's uh, an English gentleman who fought in the war with a horse. And this is his bi biography of that horse. It's very well written and it is about a relationship. It's also kind of a romance and it's kind of funny because this British guy, he's clearly more emotional about his horse than about any other person in his life. And he, he mentions it because he tells the story how he received notice that the mare foaled and he was so moved at that moment that the people in the room thought that he had gotten a son or, or a daughter, that it was his baby he was moved about and not his foal. It is really hard to find books with good horses in them for adult readers. Or maybe I've just haven't found them. So if you know good books with horses in them, where the horses play an important role and are well-written characters, then tell me, please tell me. I, I found this series by Fiona Walker. Fiona Walker is a British author. I, she's not entirely a romance author, she's maybe romance adjacent in that her stories do end with happy ends, but she has a huge cast generally in her books, so we have several stories you follow, even if one couple is the main interest. And also, at least in one of the books, the love story doesn't end in the first one. So the first one in this trilogy is French Relations. It's about Tash French, who has to go visit her mother in France, where she lives with her new husband. And uh, the whole family comes there. There is a huge party. It's a very funny book, a very romantic book. Fiona Walker always has these catastrophic things that happen that are very funny, but also really, really terrible if they would happen to you. And you suffer so much and you laugh so much and you feel so much for the people in those books. So she does wonderful characterizations. I believe in 
all of her stories when I'm reading them. So, and in French relations, there is a horse. So she's gifted, Tash French is gifted a horse by her mother for her birthday, I think. And that horse is a mean, a mean-spirited horse. And the whole series then continues with well-groomed and much later there is kiss and tell when Tash French and her husband are slightly older and they are not the only important couple in that book. There is that's a marriage in trouble plot for them and parallel to that is another love story, at least one, maybe there are even more. And in all those books, uh, the sport that it's written about is eventing, or how we call it here, military. That is this dangerous <laughs> sport where you do different things with the horses. You have a jumping competition, you have a dressage competition, and then you have a, a jumping race in the countryside. And the sport has kind of a bad rep because it does happen that horses or riders die because it is a dangerous sport and apparently people can get very passionate about this sport and when you read the Fiona Walker series you'll be among them. It is amazing what you learn about the sport, about the competition, about the people who ride in those competitions and about the horses. And that is something that she did great. Her horses are amazingly well written. They're not romantic horses, they're just very real. And there is also in one of the books, one horse dies, and that is a very important moment for the character, the owner of the horse, who has to change to deserve Tash French's love. And that is one of the huge moments where you as a reader start to see that it's more, there's more to that man than his outside looks and arrogant behavior. You see how it destroys him when his horse dies and makes you like him. Yes. So this trilogy, the horses aren't the main characters, but the sport of eventing and the horses are very important to the story in their own way. And they are well-written horses. It's very, very interesting to read the books if you like horses, but also if you like romances and shenanigans and funny family situations that hurt, <laughs> that really hurt. But it all comes to a good end. So I promise, I promise, she always has the happily ever after endings. So even if there are really harsh moments in the books, at the end, all will be well. This was my episode about horses and horse books. I hope you enjoyed it. I would like to hear from you. Maybe you can recommend some books about horses for adult readers that I would like to read. If there is a romance included, that would be perfect for me. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye. And now, as promised, the final highlight of this podcast episode. The lovely Diane will tell you two horse stories that are 
sure to make you smile. Hi, Diane Keaton here, book club member with Krista. I have a horse experience I'd like to share. We were visiting people in the country. We're city people and we don't know the country. And I'd never seen a horse up close and personal. It was much bigger than I could have ever imagined. And I was offered to go for a ride by a very dismissive teeny. I was a teeny at the time too, so I just considered that normal. And I said, sure, I'll give it a try. And the young man let me get up on the horse, slapped the horse on the backside, and off it went. And there was Diane. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. I had never, ever been so afraid in my life. I was up so high. It was moving. I was bouncing. My hair was flying, and I was holding on for dear life. I strongly considered bailing out, but I was afraid of broken bones if I did. So I stayed with it, and we raced until we came to a fence by a little creek, and then it came to an abrupt stop. We waited there a minute. I didn't get off. The horse turned around and at a slower pace came back. Everybody was impressed by what I had done. <laughs> but as teenage girls are, what impressed us most of all was a picture my brother took while I was on the horse. I looked like one of those westerns, and the Indian girl had her hair going straight out back. I looked like a shampoo commercial, and I was so impressed with that picture. And P.S., the disdainful young man was very impressed that I had stayed on. That's the end of my first story, and I hope you enjoy it. A second story, since I maybe have time, I was visiting a friend in the country where there is not urban sprawl in Switzerland, and I was coming home from the country, enjoying the countryside, when suddenly I had a horse walk in in front of me on the train. And the horse and a young woman were in calmly, and the woman kept studying the ticket offerings. How do you pay for a horse? Is it an adult? Is it two adults? She had such trouble making up her mind that she just stayed with it, I think. And then she got off. I was so sad the horse didn't come into the city, but I was sure glad I got to see it. And that's my story for the day. Hope you enjoyed.